0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Planning for your next
1: trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...
5: Plushcare.com slash The
1: following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
6: The center of the galaxy. This is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Meaning and a guest ranking things in Star Wars. And last time out, uh, we had so much fun with a topic that we are doing it again. It might be another Star Wars Rank series. We'll see. We always <laughs> stumble into some of them by accident. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, souls that helps us stumble onto things by accident here, of course, is Joseph Scriptshaw. Welcome to the show.
5: Happy to be here and looking at pictures and then uh, describing them. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so hmm, here we go. Uh, episode 145 was the the art of uh, the Mandalorian season two. And we picked our favorite pieces of art from the Phil Stostak, Stostak book. Man, I did not drink enough water today. My tongue is uh, catching. Uh, but Joseph, you were like, hey, what if we just kept going or actually not kept going, but went back to the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, cuz I really love this uh book and um I've I've read bits and pieces of it, really enjoyed it, uh flipped through it, but I haven't had uh, the, the opportunity honestly uh to spend some quality time with it. When it came out, mm. uh, when it first came out, there we had just like a ton of things we were covering for Four Center. So I haven't got to spend as much time with it as I wanted to. So this was a really great opportunity uh, to just really dive into the art and, you know, and, and reading more about the process, which is so amazing. So really excited to finally dive into this with a little bit more depth.
6: Hey, love doing that. Yeah, these are these books put out by Abrams, uh, written by Phil Sostak, like we said, uh, Doug Chang, everyone has a chance to kind of chime in on the process and behind the scenes. Why I say, behind the scenes stuff is uh, part of Star Wars tradition. We How it was made is uh, almost at times more important than what was made, it, it seems with us. Uh, love it. A lot of great stuff here. Uh, we are going through, we're going to work our way uh, five to one with the Rise of Skywalker art, though. I'm going to put a little asterisk uh, with that with some of the choices that we have here today. You'll all see. Uh, So it's going to be a fun list, including one in which I almost didn't put because I I felt I might be letting Joseph down more than the audience, uh, (laughs) or at least uh, it would give the impression. So we'll get to that one as well. So, Joseph, unless you have any other final thoughts on The the Art Of, let's start getting to the list here. No, let's do the list. All right. Uh, Five to one. Joseph, you're number five. This one was hard, of course,
5: again, uh, mm. but there was some that really jumped out to me, so I was thankful for that. Uh, number five is one of the ones that jumped out to me, like, the second I saw it, I was like, that's got to be on my list. Uh, it is on page 197, and I am sort of describing it as Ray Lights the Tunnel. Mm. Uh, so this is, of course, uh, concept art uh, for uh, approaching the Vexus, uh, but it's just a beautiful piece of art. It is Great composition. Uh, you got Ray uh, a little bit in the background with the holding the lightsaber up, so you really get the projecting the light. Poe is back there, uh, with his flashlight, even even BB8's projecting a little light on their legs, and 3 yeah. pos way back there in the darkness. Uh, but then Finn is in the foreground with just this great pose, amazing energy in uh his limbs, his pose uh, matching the energy of the um the cave at different points. So it's just like technically great composition. Uh, but the reason that I picked it is this is an adventure book cover, right? Like totally. there's so much in rise of Skywalker that we really enjoy because it is really invested in the, the pulp thrill fun, the serial action, one problem to another, great. Uh, you, you fell into some uh, space, quicksand after a chase, what's the next problem. What's what's in there. Right. Yeah. Um, This looks like Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys in Space, like not the characters, but like the vibe. Right. Like this looks like, you know, uh, you know, when I was a kid and and going through the library trying to find fun books like this is to be the kind of cover of like, I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know who these people are. Is that a laser sword? Uh, These people are in trouble and they're in a scary cave in Finn in particular is like, holy bleep. What's ahead of us, right? The darkness, the shadows. It's just, ah, it's a perfect adventure book cover. And, and I, I love that because it captures one of the great things about Star Wars and one of the great things about Rise of Skywalker in particular.
6: Absolutely does. It, it, you could find this on the shelf at the library. I used to love checking those books out. And it's almost like a comic book cover as well. Yeah. Like, uh, the art there, Adam Brockbank is the artist on this one. Uh, great uh, detail. And capture in the face, especially Ray. I mean, it is it is this uh, determined grimace, looking forward in the darkness, using the saber to light the way. It's such a Star Wars shot. Absolutely love this art. Yeah, this one
5: is just uh, phenomenal for me. This is definitely one of the ones I like. I'd, I'd like a poster of that one. So that's <laughs> yeah. my number five. Starting us off with that great spirit of uh, adventure and light and dark. It's a. It's kind of got a little bit of everything. So that's my number five.
6: Great way to start the list, and we do want to acknowledge we had some people in our four center Discord, which you can access via our Patreon page, saying that this was uh, we, the art of book last week was one of the ones that uh, episodes that they had to sit down and listen to the show with the book on their laps, uh, which <laughs> we like to hear. We like to hear that. And if you're driving while you're listening, just wait, pull over, uh, take a uh, take a look, and listen a little bit later. Uh, my uh, number five here is um, it's I I I. I I'd looked at this book before I'd looked at this book several times and I think I saw it, but it just didn't, it just didn't register with me. It didn't uh, connect. And it is on page 95. It is BBA, uh, excuse me, a BB tank, BB unit tank, BB tank version. 01. Uh, Artist Lunt Davies saying I was just having some fun with this tank I'm not sure I would have actually wanted to see it Realized in the final film But I did (laughs) it and I agree with that I don't think I would have wanted to see a tank Uh, And and for those who don't have the book In front of me, it is as you would think It is, imagine BB-8 But instead of the astromech-like head of BB-8 Imagine uh, a tank With three separate uh, uh, Gun torts on it uh, Some weapons on the side It looks like a tank on top of BB eight. And then for scale, it has the resistance troopers. It's a giant tank. It's not (laughs) tiny. It's giant. And they have an actual BB unit, maybe BB eight himself down at the bottom and it's to scale. It's so tiny. And this just has the spirit of what if the spirit of creativity and like the, the the artist is saying, I don't know. I thought about it. I don't need everything I think about to be on, on the film, but who knows what ideas this uh, makes other people think. And it has the spirit of those classic Kenner mini rigs almost like, is this real? I don't know. Was it in the movies, but I'd buy a toy about it. Hmm.
5: Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a great pick and a great uh, connection to those mini rigs. Yeah. I love the spirit of this of a uh, probably not, but who knows what else it might inspire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And if not, uh, some people are going to love it in this book. It's hilarious. I think it's that, that, let, let's stretch the different tensions of Star Wars, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, astromechs or, or droids in general are often cute and fun, uh, even when they can be dangerous like BB-8. But BB-8 was such a, he's such a plucky, happy little guy. Right. <laughs> you know, so the idea of taking something that fills that role of the plucky, happy friend and uh, mm-hmm. turning it into <laughs> a rolling machine of death is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny uh it it plays with that tension and there's also just like that thing of like there star wars is not always about logic right Mm -hmm. so while in in some ways it's logical to be like well we know that people in the galaxy make larger droids The separatist ships are droids right that they can Mm -hmm. walk around on their legs and then you know go into in flying form so there's Mm -hmm. that logic of like well why wouldn't they make a giant astromech that's a tank (laughs) but star wars isn't always about Logic, you know, it, it is about myth, you know, and BB-8 symbolizes one thing, and a tank symbolizes another thing.
6: It it really does. Can you imagine just seeing this on screen, rolling through the forest, trees yeah. flying <laughs> everywhere <laughs> underneath? You got to be careful, BB tank.
5: <laughs> Although I do like the idea that if, if in you know Last Jedi BB-8 is using the uh, the the walker there, the chicken walker. Uh, yeah. If he's like, you know what, I
6: got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Well, then I can't help but look at this design and think. All right, it's a tank, an inanimate object of war, I guess. But I, if I saw this design, I'd want the tank to be a, a droid with its own thoughts and desires oh, yeah. and, and actions.
5: Yeah, Does, does the tank, is the tank on board with the Resistance mission? Or would the tank be like, <laughs> no, no, yeah,
6: great pick. Yeah, so it's, a, it's true concept art, even if the concept is never fully realized. We are off running here, and we are up to your number four.
5: Uh, my number four is on page 41. It is kind of character design concept art. Uh, they're definitely in my list, lots of like just big, beautiful, uh, paintings. Uh, but I had to go with, uh, this piece of concept art that I am calling, uh, Poe's had it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a great, uh, alternate take of, of Pose look. Uh, but what I love about it is just the emotion in the drawing, uh, this is Poe kind of a mix of, you know, emphasis. Obviously, they eventually went with the, you know, almost Indiana Jones adventurer look. Uh, but yeah. I like to see that they played around with like, well, how much of that sort of pilot lineage of his character should we use? In this particular image, uh, he's got the, the orange flight, maybe just pants. Maybe it's just mm. rolled down. Uh, he's got a, a white unkempt shirt with great Star Wars pockets, uh, shirts open, uh, chest hair, loud and proud. <laughs> uh great uh helmet design in his hands uh but then the tour of the divorce uh his head with a uh, great rendering of of uh oscar isaac big bushy beard and uh total total helmet hair either helmet hair or i just got up i i you know i need 800 cups of calf to cope it's I like the design of the outfit. It's a fascinating exploration of half in half out pilot look, but it's that hair and that beard of just like the pose. I think it, it captures uh, a truth of Poe's character at the beginning of rise of Skywalker is yeah. he knows that there's supposed to be the spark that will light the fame. And he's struggling to keep the spark alive because everything's so difficult. And yeah. this picture screams, I know I'm supposed to keep the spark alive, keep the spark alive. I'm <laughs> trying to keep the spark alive, but it's not going well.
6: We all just need to get to the next day, right? That's the stuff we all live in. <laughs> and, and, and then at the same time, he's effortlessly cool. That hair, that bedhead, if it is bedhead, he, he looks, I'd, I'd kill for this hair. I'd kill for this oh, hair beard. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Who among us wouldn't? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's just great. I love it. Just so much mood and, and mm-hmm. you know, so much storytelling and just a costume design.
6: Yeah, no, and there's a lot of costume designs and concepts obviously are going to be left on the table when they end up going with what they feel works best. And and, and I think some of the choices uh, might work slightly better than this, but – This is such of what Poe is and what Poe is at the moment. You're right. It is not just what kind of color pants should he wear, though that was part of the debate. This is everything about capturing the character of the moment, which is part of the purpose of concept art. And in reading a lot of little details on this page that you've uh, selected here, page 41, Poe was, in fact, going to be flying a Y-Wing in early drafts. And, hey, uh, I I, I think I agree with the X-Wing, the orange X-Wing choice they went with. But uh, you're looking at Y-Wing pilot Poe here, and I like that, too.
5: Oh, nice. Nice. Ah, the piloting that could have been. Uh, So that's my number four. Poe has had it.
6: Great number four. and No doubts there. And mine is uh, for number four going to page 49. If you're keeping score at home and you're flipping along at home, you can hear our pages flipping here today. Uh, Page 49 is a page of Lando's. Who doesn't want a collection of different Lando's? Uh, knowing Billy Dee Williams is going to be in the film they put together uh some concept of that and you know the one I'm focusing on we'll get to but there's some there's kind of classic Bespin Lando the blue over the black with a very nice cape uh the black on the outside dark kind of almost forest green on the inside he's got a cane uh and then there's other versions there's more of like a all black outfit with a the blaster on the holster another one he's a little more kind of a muted gray but they all have the same pose his hands are out and he's kind of like hey i'm billy d williams Lando and the highlight for me is the one that essentially they 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 went with here is uh it is a lando in the solo a star wars story outfit i just oh you're so happy to have lando back for this um Movie. He's got some great moments, some real powerful moments for me as a fan. But then just, I don't know, just the little detail of let's just tie it to this, uh, this other movie, this other part of Lando's life. It really worked. I love the reveal. Remember, we saw that first. I think at Star Wars Celebration.
5: Yeah, rest just an image week. on the panel during the panel. Yeah,
6: that standing there in the Falcon. It was so. It was just real powerful, and I loved it. And and I I would have been fine with Lando anyway. You wanted to present him to me. Uh, keeping the color scheme somewhat similar to to Bespin, uh, Lando, the, w- where we met him, I, yeah, it would have been okay. Like I wouldn't have been um, uh, upset at all. But I just really love the connection. The bright yellow of solo of uh, solo version of Lando in an older way, in an older version. So love this page, a page of Landos.
5: Uh, yeah, that that is great, and I think I'm in agreement with you about everything. I love seeing the more the Cloud City the classic uh, Lando with the mm. that specific blue and then the black collar, you know, it really pops. It evokes, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia. Uh, but I'm really, really happy that they tied it to Solo. Mm. Cause that yellow speaks to like, you know, yeah, yep. Lando's going, been through some things and he has a little bit of a challenge there in the movie getting back to the fight, but he does, and but that yellow connects him to his youth and it makes him, you know vibrant and alive and yeah and this yeah. this image really sells it too i love uh it's just a great image between the cane and the pistol <laughs>
6: yeah
5: and just the way his hands are out there's this real vibe of like we could make a deal or we could exchange blaster fire your choice i'm lando calrissian it's yeah.
6: it's so great lando's going to be lando to the to the end of his days man he's going to keep true to himself uh even when he's fighting on the good side now and and look uh, as I get older, my back gets more pain. I I want a Lando Kane. Can they sell that at Galaxy's Edge? That's going to be the question I'm having.
5: Oh yeah, forward. yeah. I, I was going to guess a price, but I'm not going to do that.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So that is my number four. We're working through it here. We're looking at the Art of Rise of Skywalker book and giving you all of our favorites. Joseph, we're up to your number three for my number three
5: we are going to page 135 this is the most to manage for a podcast Uh, (laughs) uh, page 135 and what one will find on page 135 is a giant picture which is a it looks like is a part of a storyboard of the training fight between luke and leia this is one of those, there's full page images that is, yeah, working out what it's going to look like It, in, in some ways close to what it ended up being. Uh, but it's just a gorgeous full page piece of art by itself. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I gravitate toward it because the the power of knowing that Leia trained and getting to see that moment in the movie. But this is just, um, such, again, not surprising that obviously they're all, uh, incredibly talented, mm-hmm professional artist but the composition again is just amazing electrifying Mm -hmm. uh the image if you don't have it in front of you uh i like that it's all organic right they're fighting Mm -hmm. in the forest and this really uh uh, brings out it's got that misty quality uh that that is it it looks natural and flowing or inorganic but it's also got that vibe that's there on dagaba too of like life is all around us that's great Mm -hmm. but what's in there in the darkness a little bit of the mystery of the woods uh, They're fighting on a big uh, downed tree that's got Mm. this great energy, diagonal energy of just cutting through the bottom of the frame. And then uh, the figure is dressed very much in this great Star Wars, the Star Wars version of fencing outfits. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Uh, And and it it definitely is similar to what they have in the movie. It's got some relationship to it. Um, But I think there's a power of knowing it's Luke and Leia. Ultimately in this image, there's a, a blue blade and a slightly red blade. And yeah. it's just one of these images. If I didn't know the context from the film, I would just be like, I need to hear a million words about what this is. Who are these people? Why are they in star Wars fencing gear? What planet are they on? Are they training or are they fighting? Is this a, is this a civil, you know, um, yeah. are, are, are they trying to score points like it's fencing? or Are they trying to murder each other? What's going on? Is a, beautiful image very evocative of Star Wars cool if you know it's Luke and Leia and even more fun and mysterious if you don't
6: oh yeah we talked about even the, the art of Amanda book or some some of the un- concept arts you just you look at it it's like a Sears catalog you just daydream about that toy what you what you what store you could tell right and, and then yeah. you you kind of know don't know what's going on if you're just looking at it without seeing the movie of course um and you're right uh, the other pictures it's it's a blue and green saber uh so I don't think this is entirely intentional but yet it is very much a a red hue there on that little saber that Luke told yeah. So it just adds a little more intrigue to it.
5: Yeah. And for like all of the, the amazing and great art of, uh, of two figures clashing with lightsabers, this just has this great different energy of the, the character uh, who's on the lower half of the tree, kind of like thrusting forward. It's, mm-hmm. it's just really great. I could go on and on about it, but I'm going to stop because I want to go on and on about some other pictures. <laughs> so that's my number three.
6: Great number three. Great number three. Luke can lay a train in there. So we're going to go to my number three on page 227 as I flip to it. You all can flip along as well. And it is Poe. No, excuse me. uh, Not Poe. I got to see. So I got to get to the page. Uh, It is uh, Finn, is what I meant to say. It is Finn uh, crashing through the window on a star destroyer in the final fight on Exegol. Uh, this uh, is a wonderful uh, piece of art because you have Finn on a rope smashing through the window feet first. he is firing his blaster not unlike a action star from the 80s and he's got a uh, just a scream on his face at a uh, first order or probably final order troops in reality are uh, taking this blaster shots once once being shot. the other ones are, are flying and one, I think is holding a cup of coffee. It's hard to say. Um, There's just a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just
5: drinking out of just drinking out of a red solo cup. (laughs)
6: He's just sitting there like uh, uh, Ryan Altman does his art and it's just wonderful. And and a lot of it, there's a lot of discussion. I think even John Boyega had that sense of like, hey, I'd love to have Finn just to do some Wonderful action. He had, I think he had some great action in Last uh, Jedi. But I understand the idea of like, all right, Finn's, Finn's on board. He's committed. What, what's his story? What's his purpose? And and, uh, and let's give him some action. us give him some cool Star Wars action. Uh, again, I think he had some early on in the first two movies, but it, it is ramped up in Rise of Skywalker. And this picture really sets the tone. I got to imagine someone came up with it. You know, they came up with this and they presented this to the team. And, and it was like, yeah, how can we How can we make that one work? Or how can we at least make the energy of this uh uh, concept art uh, work for the finn character it is uh it is great and it's not it's not something uh, you've seen a ton in star wars i'm trying to think of some examples some might pop up in the clone wars or something but just a a hero bursting through the window like he's fighting a, like it's a spy thriller uh set in the real world here so love this shot
5: yeah this is absolutely star wars meets die hard right specifically mm-hmm. with the shattering through the window holding on to something in your hand and the the, uh, the blaster blazing away, it's really great. And this one, you know, really evokes for me this idea and concept art of like, okay, we know we want this. We know, as you're saying, we want Finn to be leading this final charge. We want him to be committed to stopping the atrocities of the First Order. He's charging forward. Exactly how far are we going to take that?
3: Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> are we going to take that diehard far? Like, so I love that spirit in it you know the shattering glass and and I would say the spirit is there on those ore box right he's charging yep. forward he's not backing down uh, and it's just great to see a, a different version of that
6: yeah this is this is like a comic book cover almost like a comic book panel more than a cover right
5: oh because, yeah this is a frozen yeah. moment
6: yeah you can hear the action so that's my number three choice Finn crashes through the Star Destroyer bridge shooting like an 80s action star to save the day we are working uh, way faster this list here up to your number two Joseph what do you got
5: Uh, My number two is uh, one that just really kind of cracked me up. We are going to page 206, and what you'll find on page 206 is Babu Frick all up in (laughs) C-3PO's head. (laughs) Uh, This one was just uh, too great for me to leave out. There's so many great uh, dramatic moments, but this one really cracked me up because it's It's very practical and very funny, and not that different than what we got, and yet it is Um, Mm -hmm. obviously in the film. Babu opens up the back of three PO's head and really gets in there. Uh, But this image, if you've got it open uh, on page two hundred six, it is three PO entirely horizontal, and Babu all the way under him, light on his face. It wires everywhere, Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is just totally. uh, You know, I think for me, part of it is like. um, Uh, my dad's a car guy and he Mm. tried to teach me as much as possible. I did a little bit of work on my old uh, Ford Fairmont. uh, Mm. But as my dad Mm. always said, like, once they start putting computers in there, you got to be careful. Um, (laughs) So I am not a mechanic, but I also have a sort of affinity for that. Those early days of of having that Ford Fairmont and and working with my dad. And it's just, just the vibe of like Babu Frick, not just as an engineer and mm. droid smith but as a like as a mechanic going yeah. well let's get under 3PO's hood <laughs> you know vital yeah. 3PO brain fluids dripping on his face practically you know it's, yeah. that's that's why this image grabbed me it's it's babu frick as a mechanic opening up the hood of 3PO's head
6: included like he's on his back on like a little uh, roller changing the oil. Right. He's he's looking under, under the hood. Indeed. I love it. And the title of the picture is chop shop version two. So that's that's totally the spirit of of an auto, uh, you know, chop shop uh, putting things together or uh, pieces of recycling and building something new. I love everything about the energy and Babu, you know, Babu being such a a favorite uh, you could just almost hear his voice in that. I'm not saying I would have wanted this over anything we got, but I would have died laughing at, at seeing this.
5: No, I think that's why I like it is that this is a great take and I think what is in the film does work better to have 3PO a little bit more upright and you know that yeah. Babu's tinkering back there. This would have hurt more, right? This would have been more like... <laughs> uh, they already played the, the the sacrifice of 3PO and the tension of it and all that, uh, but this is really like, he's in there. He's all the way in there.
6: <laughs> <laughs> this this version would have needed Babu to have, uh, you know, say, hey, you know, start it up. Started up, and someone else would have turned the key to ignition or something like that. You know, true <laughs> chop shop action there.
5: True chop shop action. Yep. So that is uh, my uh, my number two, Babu Frick all up in three PO's brain. <laughs> well, when you
6: say it like that, I love that one. Uh, hang that one on a wall. We're going to my number two, page one ninety three. Uh, this is the big stunt piece. Uh, we've got uh, specifically. I'm highlighting uh, the picture of. Ray leaping doing the back flip over Kylo Ren's fast approaching tie fighter. Uh, This is a great um, trailer uh, reveal that we all saw and celebrated star celebration. You and I were talking about stunts recently and we, um, we both love this moment, especially when you see the behind the scenes and a lot of the practical side to this stunt and what they did. It, this concept art, other than just really capturing the spirit of the moment, Ray, Saber Extended, the speeding TIE Fighter, just reminds me that the entire process uh, begins uh, with a thought, it begins with a scribble on a notepad, and then it, be- it goes to pieces of art like this. That capture the movement, the spirit, what you're trying to accomplish, and then all that all goes to set. Eventually, it flows like a river, and it just is a true piece of concept art and a great one indeed. Love the detail. Love just the size of the Tie Fighters compared to her. Just uh, highlights the, the the strength and the act of, uh, bravery that she was doing there, and uh, her own confidence. And it's just a cool moment in the film, and it's a cool piece of art to set up that moment.
5: Yeah, I, I think what I love about it is it captures all of the emotion, all of the ideas of what's going on in that great stunt, in that great moment in the film, but it's just a different look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it brings out those feelings in different ways. I think uh, the fact that it is, this is a real comic book panel, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is like right in the middle of that. The way that it is, you know, so flat with the um, the energy of the TIE whisper wings just, flying forward dagger mm. forward stabbing forward and then in contrast there's definitely power in ray but she's so flowing she's so organic it's clearly like you know a body in motion versus mm. this stabbing machine yeah <laughs> that is bearing down on her and just the contrast between those two energies is like mm. it's that's so great
6: yeah and there's a lot of on this page there's a lot other Great art of, of the TIE whisper, but also the actual slice of the of the lightsaber, her waiting. And it's more like it's like the last Jedi Ray with the staff kind of waiting with the vest. Mm-hmm. It's different concepts. But I love, so obviously I love where they ended up. But yeah, great piece. And again, just the whole um, the whole uh, the whole concept. This is how it works. This is how you make a picture. Right. <laughs> Page to screen.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful one. That was one that I had to leave off my list. So I'm glad you included it.
6: There you go. Well, we are uh, racing towards our honorable mentions, our number one choices here, uh, looking at the Rise of Skywalker Art of Books. So stick around. We are going to get to those choices. You uh, got some more Star Wars rank coming your way. Welcome back to Star Wars Ranked. Me, Caddapsog, and Joseph Scrimshaw are having a lot of fun looking at the art of The Rise of Skywalker book from Abrams uh, written by Phil Sostak and so many great artists, uh, designers, and concept uh, geniuses uh, coming up with these great pieces of art. Been a lot of fun to go through. But, Joseph, there's some that didn't quite make our top five list. What are your honorable mentions?
5: Uh, Yeah, so this one was, uh, again, Really hard. So I'm going to page 175. There are two images on this page, uh, and I really, really love both of them. Uh, they're both takes on a throne room uh, with uh, uh, Kylo, and Ray is present in one of them. I think that image got uh, spread around the, the Internet a bit mm-hmm. as a kind of what if. So uh, we'll look at that one first. Uh, it, this is clearly like a, an iteration of a dark Ray. Uh, it's this great floating throne that is, you know, it's one of those Star Wars designs where, like, hey, that throne is kind of like what if a dime was evil? <laughs> but it looks cool—the big red, uh, big, you know—it looks very Star Wars, very different, you know, kind of mm. green and dark. The whole ambiance and uh, uh, Kylo lounging like a little, little kind of uh, I'm the boy king vibe, yeah. and then next to him, uh, Ray in a dark gown with that staff held and ready. And it's just, it is just this great, what if it, it, this, this picture almost looks like Kylo's daydream, you know?
6: <laughs> like, yeah. More than her vision. If she had said yes.
5: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said, yeah, more than her vision. You're right. Absolutely. Him, him kind of figure, trying to figure out, well, what if? Yeah. Well, when I get her to join me, like, uh, you know, will,
5: will we have a double throne? Will I sit in the throne and she'll stand there? <laughs> yeah. It's just this fantasy of, of being aligned uh, toward the dark side. Um, and then the image below, it's black and white. Uh, it's a different throne. Uh, but it is just, oh man, I love it. Because it's kind of Kylo at his worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it has got the Knights of Ren in the background, which is great. Uh, the throne is this kind of like, uh, this sharp, they're actually kind of wide V. Uh, but it's like this throne is designed so you can lounge in it. It's like a
6: Barca throne. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the best video game small love seat couch you could play on, or something. This is like, it, this is the
5: kind of chair that you would buy as a young person, uh, thinking it was really cool, and then it would torture your back as you got older. Oh, yeah. um, uh, but Kylo is lounging, not even sitting, ha- reclining uh, mm-hmm. in this chair, uh, so casual. And then he's got one hand kind of upturned, and there is a figure. Uh, just being torturously lifted into the air and choking. The heads hanging down almost looks like maybe the choking is done, yeah. but just, oh, the contrast of like Kylo being like, I can't even be bothered to sit up in my recline of throne while I murder this person. It's like, it's, it, we've talked a ton about yeah. balancing the enjoyment of the evil acts with, Will also, you know, really embracing the morality of uh, Star Wars is helping us. To move away from these choices. Uh, but this is one of those images where, hey, if we're telling this story of darkness and we want people to feel it, how can we make them feel it? Uh, this one makes me feel it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The most casual, uh, indulgent, entitled force choke I have ever seen.
6: It really is. It's, <laughs> howdy, Kylo, doing bad.
5: Yeah. So I love that one. Sorry. Went on about uh, th- that. That yeah. one was a big one for me. Love that. Uh, one.
6: Great. It's great.
5: Uh, all right. Uh, managing all of my tabs in my books, going mm. to uh, page 113. Uh, and I was reading about this one. A lot of great stuff in this book. It walks through the process uh, so much, and, and you'll learn some great things about the, the iteration process. Um, this one is a, a, a version of an Akiyaki Aki festival. Um, mm. And it, it's kind of Akiyaki Aki festival uh, uh, via Wicker Man, if anybody's seen Wicker Man. Mm. Um, it is. It's, I just picked it because it's just a great image. It's this uh, large statue idol um, that is in the foreground. And then it's casting a shadow. And you see all of this multitude of people at the festival. And there's this lone figure kind of reaching their hands up. It looks like in tribute to the statue. And the shadow is cast perfectly. So the small mm-hmm. individual is uh, is standing in the light, in the negative space created by uh, the shadow uh, or lack of shadow in that one space in the figure's head, and it's just obviously this is like this isn't the mood of what the Akiyaki Festival of Ancestors right. ended up being. It ended up being a beautiful, wonderful thing, uh, but this is just a great image of kind of a different idea of what if the festival seemed really nice on the surface? And then you're like, wait, no, these, uh, these people are going to sacrifice me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to put me in the statue and burn it. You know, uh, <laughs> it's got that vibe to me as well as being a, a beautiful piece of art. So I really like that, that vision of what could have been different.
6: It's, yeah, it's a it's a great photo. You 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 touched on all the things that it's drawn from, but also I wonder if the the artist Lund Davies is a burner if he goes out to Burning Man because it has that vibe.
5: <laughs> it does have a great great Burning Man vibe. <laughs> uh, another one for me is on page one forty eight, and this is just a classic Leia shot. There's so many great uh, Leia images in this book, uh, and this is one that's just her her silhouette uh, with the Falcon. It is just. Uh, there's something in her pose that really evokes um, the, the the great eyes of of organa mm. on crate image yeah. on screen in last Jedi and in you know in art as well it's got she's got that weight of all these uh, lives lived and uh, mm-hmm. the responsibility uh, but also kind of looking looking at the Falcon and, and thinking about the past. Uh, there's just a, a ton of emotion in it. It captures Leia and her journey really, really well.
6: It, it's a great piece. I'm glad you included this one. This this could have been on my list as well. But th- you could this release this one as a poster right now, and I'll I'll, I'll buy that and make space on my wall. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. just and,
5: and I know it's kind of it's in the in the part where they're they're dealing with uh you know what the base is going to look like. I also like that there's a figure on the move. You know, yeah. In in her in contrast, like she's just sitting there. Yeah, standing there contemplating it all. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It uses minimalism yeah. really well. Um great. let's see. Uh do you want me to pause there and jump to oh, yours?
6: Should, yeah, absolutely. Uh uh, you got some great choices forthcoming here too. But going to some of my honorable mentions, going to page fifty-four. Fifty-four, I says this was a lot of you know, especially after in the days right after Rise of Skywalker. I was a, was NM am uh, a big Zori. Bliss fan and Carrie Russell is so great in the role. I think it's just a great design and it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a powerful design. Uh, you know, it's a sexy design. It's everything. I really love Zori Bliss. I just didn't think I could love Zori Bliss more until I saw the concept art of her in like a big leopard print fur coat <laughs> in the snow.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, this one speaks to me a lot. That battle growing up in Minnesota of like, I need to be warm, but I also don't want to look like a dork in Zori Bliss is like, I got that covered.
6: Yeah, it's it's great because it because it, there's a lot of different on the other pages They go through different uh, ideas of what Zori might have looked like. Of course, that's going to be natural. But the one they settle on is the one that's in this photo. But just wrapped up by I mean, she looks like I don't know, she's going to a boxing match or <laughs> w- watching Apollo Creed in, in a Rocky movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and try, there's snow coming down. Uh, I, you know, you and I just ranked Star Wars jackets. I think this one trumps them all. We need to put it, we need to read the episode. The concept art, uh, is the number one choice. What a great coat. What a great Yeah. Coat. Love it. Have we done best capes? <laughs> I think we're going to need to. This is this. Yeah. We're going to need to now and count this one. Indeed. This is
5: another one of those powerful, powerful images that does just, uh, it, it, it projects power, right? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. encountered this figure, And they were wearing this uh, space, you know, leopard skin, lion skin. uh, And were taking that off and like, okay, let's get down to business. Oh, I'd be terrified.
6: Yeah. So much there. Uh, My next one is on page 155 for an honorable mention. It's Kylo and the First Order on Mustafar. Love the Mustafar stuff. Love when Mustafar pops up. Uh, And and it does uh, sometimes more often uh, than you'd think. But uh, this one is great. It kind of looks like a... Action figure playset uh, design, like a like a package. Uh, You got Kylo, you got two First Order officers flanking him, and behind them are First Order stormtroopers. Uh, You've got uh, uh, Kylo's ship there. Uh, There's uh, there's some ruins. There's maybe those cultists destroyed, the the trees, sparse. You know, and I wouldn't immediately, if you just showed me this picture before the film, I wouldn't have thought Mustafar, which is part of the design. They knew they wanted to kind of have maybe a different part. They needed to have a a different part of Mustafar. It's not as as volcanic, which kind of creates more storytelling there. Uh, There was going to be the Broken Vader castle in the background. Uh, A lot of cool things. So this is just uh, a great piece of uh, Star Wars action figure inspired art. I want to buy this uh, Cinema Scenes playset here.
5: Yeah, and and it's got a great take on Kylo where the, the, you know, repaired helmet is already on and it's Mm -hmm. got these scratches uh, across it that look almost more like just like bloody scars.
6: Yeah, yeah, it really does. Almost echoing uh, Finn in his uh, bloodstained helmet in, in Force Awakens. Certainly Ooh, yeah. not super intentionally, but has that kind of look. Love that. Yeah, there. great pick. My um, other uh, ones, and, and by I, I, I emailed you uh, when we were sharing a list, Joseph. I didn't intend this. This has just happened. Most of my choices, uh, Kylo like I'm some moody emo <laughs> kid who listens to The Cure, a great band, and uh always uh just wants a moody Kylo around. Uh I just I didn't intend that, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. There's a
5: lot of great moody Kylo images.
6: So on page 169, this one did make the rounds um before kind of went out to the public and it is uh there's a couple photos on there of um, captured Chewie, tortured Chewie and uh, Kylo maybe having a little bit of uh Face to face with his old uncle Chewie. That's dark, man. That's some dark stuff. And the uh, one particular one right in the center. There's a different kind of kind of torture devices. Imagine like a, a a torture droid, but th- in a wall. Mm. Chewie is chained and he's on his knees, and you got Kylo standing before him. And this has been talked about in other places. I I I don't know where right now is where I stand. I don't know if I still. If I wanted this scene in the movie, if I needed it, I think I would have liked it. And there's times I would have answered yes, but this particular scene is brutal. So I I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand, but I'd love having the concept art to just kind of get me wondering what that would have been, what that could have been. Uh, we often uh, really uh, love to explore what is actually there on screen and what is in the movie. So I think I live in that mostly, but you know what I mean? I, I guess my hesitations just is I don't, I love Chewy. I don't want to see him tortured like this. I, I think
5: that, yeah, I think that for me, there's a couple of things going on. In these images they are beautiful images and they're great concept mm-hmm. art, but yeah, almost all of them are a little bit for me, rougher than I want to experience uh, mm-hmm. Chewy going through particularly like at that point in the movie. Yeah. Um, that uh, there's an, enough darkness going on that i don't need to uh, you know uh poor <laughs> poor chewie <laughs> so like it's it's designed so well to be like oh wow that is torturous chewie's in hell uh yeah. so i i wouldn't want that um i think in the novelization there's a little bit of this scene right of a little kylo. bit right yeah of kylo and chewie you know i, I it, it's one of those scenes where like Yes, I would love to see that scene. There's so many possibilities there. Um, but it always comes down to, does it work in the flow of the film? So yeah. I'm happy we have it in the novelization. I'm happy we have these these visions of it in this book.
6: Yeah, I can live with that there. Uh, wrapping up my list here, we've got on page 209, Kylo Invader's helmet. Um, there's a, a lot of that kind of imagery in the book here, but this one is interesting because it's almost, um, it's a Ryan Alsman piece, and it's, it's like Kylo on Kajimi. Uh, blade out and the snow coming down. And It's the Jimmy design. We kind of kind of get the one that gets into the movie. And then in the foreground is, is the Vader helmet that you know we know he has, but it's like it's very much reminiscent of what we saw in the Force Awakens. And it's just kind of sitting there in the snow. You know, did Ray knock it off in their you know vision fight or is, what? I don't know though. You know, what, many things could have happened. But I just love this shot, particularly if you had taken this this piece of art and showed it to me in 2015. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, oh yeah, it probably had a lot to do with Kylo's uh, journey. And I think the shadow of Vader does hang over a lot of Kylo's journey and how Palpatine uses that. But you know what I mean? Like this would have seemed like, oh, that was from the force awakens trailer. I I love it. So (laughs) I just, something about it. Uh, I didn't quite make my list, but it's great.
5: Yeah. That contrast of the red and the, the, of uh, Kylo's saber in the blue, that's all great. And uh, Mm -hmm. the, the helmet being in the, in the foreground, I think there's, there's something in this image that is really powerful because, uh, it's seeing Vader's helmet not in a place of honor, but just sort of like dumped on the ground. Yeah, and then yeah. there's so much energy in Kylo's reaction to it that it makes you ask: like, it seems like he's upset about that helmet. Is he? Is he mad that it's mm-hmm. in the, in the snow on the ground because it's in a place of honor, or is he having an epiphany that he's he he's followed the wrong right. path? Like, there's so much tension in his pose that invites you to ask: what is he feeling and thinking about the helmet?
6: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, well said there. Uh, a couple more for me here. Page 219, there's Ray on the throne room ruins uh, and like a head, maybe Kylo's head approaches, but, it, but then you kind of look at it, it could be just a piece of metal or it could be Ray herself in a vision. It's it's kind of open to interpretation for me. Um, but it is the, 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 you know, the Death Star, second Death Star throne room, pretty much as we see it in this movie, but uh, even more kind of slanted and collapsed and water pouring in there. So there's a, a base of, of water at the bottom of the stairs. I just love that shot. Love, love the use of it in the movie, but just uh, one of the, again, great. What fun concept art to do. Can you go back to the team? Take us to the throne room, Return of the Jedi, but put Ray in there. Let's do it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Just Ray dealing with the wreckage of the past. Yeah. (laughs) You Um, know, another great image of that.
6: Final one for me, we'll kick it back to you and get back to our uh, our choices here. Our number one choices are coming here. Uh, final one for me, page 240. It is uh, Kylo and the Ruins of Death Star. Uh, this is after Ray has left, after uh, he has been healed. And this is around the, it pretty much looks exactly like the shot um, around him and uh, the, the the image, the dream of Han Solo. So this is why I love it. So many people love that scene. And this one's so good. It's like, I, for a second, I thought it was from the movie. Like I thought it was a shot from it for a second when you are just scanning through the book. Um, so I just love that, love that piece of art to remind me of that powerful scene for me.
5: Yeah. I'm so glad that you put this one on your list because the, the, these books offer you so many different insights, like what if BPA was a giant tank, Yeah, you know, uh, things that even the artist is like, I'm not sure about this, but I'm gonna give it a try. And, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, scenes or, or plot threads or character choices that, that go a different direction. It's so powerful to see something that is clearly one of the, like, yeah, that's it. In fact, that's it so much that, yeah, maybe the background changes a little bit, but his pose his body his energy it's the film you know yeah totally is totally is yeah a uh, couple,
6: couple more honorable mentions for you
5: yeah we are going uh we're staying in moody moody kylo land we're going to uh, page 170 uh and this is a concept for uh kylo's uh throne room type area mm-hmm. and it it's just a really different mood. Um, yeah, this one is just like—is this a Pink Floyd album cover? Like, it's very yeah, it's very sci-fi, seventies, dark, but it's a little like almost H.R. Geiger. It's it's so Star Wars, but so different. Um, it is this big, sweeping sort of circular shape that goes along the wall, and then uh, this low level with steps that's all just kind of bathed in red. Mm. This kind of lonely figure of Kylo, and then far away on a small pedestal is what uh, I believe is Vader's helmet with this the blue shaft of light uh, mm. descending down on it.
6: It's so awesome! It, it this made me stop. Um, it's really, really made me stop when I was flipping through the book. And I, again, we don't like to get too lost in uh, would have and could haves and should have. But this is what like. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's just menacing, evil, and gorgeous all at once.
5: It really is. And there's some great description on this page of, uh, of how the all of these concepts of uh, Kylo's sanctuary shifted to the the white. And, and I think mm. that was a, a really great and bold design choice and evocative mm. of, you know, lots of ideas uh, with the way Star Wars is using colors um, to to code different ideas. Uh, but this one is. Yeah, this one's beautiful. Uh, if Kylo releases a, uh, a prog rock album, please <laughs> let this one. be the cover
6: love it love it great choice uh one more i'll mention you said
5: yeah 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 i am pulling it up i lost it for just a moment so hey everybody please yeah. just stare at that picture and imagine uh kylo <laughs> singing some uh great rock songs uh <laughs> there we go there we go found it again uh the last one for me is uh page 21 through 22 uh, this is a uh, Ray reaches toward her reflection. This is in that earlier part of the book uh, that is uh, having some last Jedi stuff in it, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fascinating part of this book that you alluded to Ken. Uh, and this is uh, Ray is reaching towards a reflection uh, in the mirror cave, very similar. Uh, but there are two other figures uh, swimming on either side of her. And one is Kylo with that great red blade, and then the other is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So hey, <laughs> some concept art uh, that includes Obi Wan Kenobi in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I kind of just had to include that one.
6: Yeah, that's amazing. it's amazing piece of art. And you know, uh, yeah, what's interesting is is they is, highlight is it highlighted in the book. Is you know to to avoid spoilers when when the, the Last Jedi art book came out a lot of things were held back they didn't want anyone to get it and, and i love that which uh, this this book has a distinct lacked uh, lack of palpatine in it um, it does so we'll get to see that our, hopefully one day soon so anyways back to this big big uh, yeah it, it's big uh, theory energy right Right,
5: right. Yeah. This is definitely like, oh, it turns out she's Obi-Wan Kenobi's daughter uh, yeah. for sure or granddaughter mm. or whatever. And she's the yeah. child of Corky. Uh, <laughs> wild, wild theories. But yeah, it's just a beautiful image, too. It just could it could just be like uh, Ray yeah. absorbing the the history of the struggle. Right. With yes. the Kylo red on one side and in Guinness, Obi-Wan on yeah. the other. And just that it's great to see a blade. Uh, Kenobi's blade is beautiful bent funny like it's a pool noodle and that should be funny but because mm. it's the mirror reflection it's really cool and different
6: yeah yeah no, that's great
5: yeah so that that's a uh, that's my runner-up
6: Good runner ups there. And also, I was uh, scrolling through the front list to give, uh, I, I, you know, we, we always want to shout out the artists. I, I missed I kept saying Ryan Alsman. There's a Ryan Church and, and Christian Allsman is one of the authors, uh, artists, right. excuse me, I was saying too as well. And uh, uh, when I say Lunt Davi- Davies, it said uh, Jake Lunt Davies. Just want to make sure I'm giving proper credit to people. Caught myself there as we were going through this there. Great honorable mentions, which means, Joseph, we've got some tough choices here for our number one uh, pieces of art here. Uh, so, going to mine here, I'll, I'll take number ones so here. You can close the show as we always do here, and I have to. I have to keep flipping. I have to keep flipping to the front. Um, this is page four and five.
7: Wow, four yes. and five.
6: Keep flipping <laughs> past even the open. So here's the thing. I, I pulled up, uh, pulled the book off the shelf, sat down uh, with a cup of coffee and, and, and a notepad. Right, and this is the first page I flipped to, and it's like I said, literally before the like opening titles. You don't even get to the art of Rise of Skywalker credit there. It is. Uh, Ray, lightsaber extended. It is Kylo down to one knee, one hand, uh, his uh, red lightsaber extended. We got the blue. We got the red. This is on the ruins of the Death Star. This is similar to some of the big poster uh, stuff we have already. Some of the stuff that did make the movie, but they're almost on the other side of a waterfall. Water's just flowing Mm -hmm. down. It's uh, very aquatic. And behind the water is like a TIE fighter. Just a (laughs) big... TIE fighter staring um, at him, staring, I'm not unlike the cut scene with Jid and Rogue One, it's just right there. Um, I love this and the water, the detail, the water pouring down, splashing off of Kylo's. Helmet, the water uh, meeting his red blade. Ray's hair—you get her hair's wild, wisps of hair flying anywhere. She's in the middle of this fight. Her blade back uh, to to uh, you know defend and maybe attack as needed with with Kylo water. So much action, water. She's clearly maybe just moved her hands back because water is flowing off her, her hands and the and the blade. This is breathtaking. I love this, and I stopped and I went, oh, I'm going to bark this down. And I thought if I submit, this is my choice. Joseph's gonna think I didn't do any research that I just (laughs) opened up the book and went all right this one it's so early on in the book but I made made myself list other things to just confirm that this is what I wanted this is absolutely my number one favorite piece of art in this book the abandoned Death Star fight with the TIE fighter behind the water so much going on I love the scene I love the sequence and I love this piece of art
5: uh, this is a great choice. And obviously you did go through the entire book and you made a <laughs> lot of choices, but not only is it one of the first images, if you take the dust leaf off, it is the image on the cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So I love, I know that you actually did the research, but it's really yeah. funny to me to imagine like uh, Ken Knapsack's book report. Uh, he appears to only be analyzing the cover.
6: its Beautiful. I walked into a restaurant and said, eh, I'll have that. Did you look at the menu? Nah, just, just give me that.
5: I saw what the people at the other table were eating and I pointed at it. Yeah, no, this is a great choice. It's a powerful Mm. image. It it is close to to images that are in the movie. that are on uh, promotional, but it is different because they are under under Mm. that uh, that waterfall. Yeah, Um, I think there's also an energy about it that um, it captures what's going on in the scene of Ray losing herself in the image. You know, it's a frozen moment, but she's the aggressor. Right. Like Kyla's down on one knee, his his saber is back. There aren't as many motion lines on him, except for even more water is hitting him and pounding down on him. Yeah, in those great arcs of water that are, you can just track the movement as she's swinging back for another strike. It's, yeah. You know, it's great.
6: Mm. Yeah, no, it makes me want to go watch the fight right now. Like, after this, I'm going to have some lunch. I'll put that on. I'm just going to watch that fight. It's just so lovely.
5: Just the fight, please. Just the fight. Yeah. So that's uh, my number Really one. great pick.
6: Yeah. Close it up here. We we got your number one here. I went to the front of the book. Where did you go?
5: I went almost all the way to the back. Another image of Ray and Kylo. Another image that is similar to the image in the movie, but still has its own unique power in concept art form. I'm going to page 252, 253. And uh, it is this image of Rey and Kylo having their uh, confrontation on the Star Destroyer before the uh, Falcon arrives and she uh, gets out of there. It's, like I said, it's a two-page spread that's just art, um, but it, it's very similar to the film, but also very different. Um, there's a little bit of tech on the floor. There's like a, a button that's got some red, so they're, they're, it's grounded a little bit with that kind of one glaring bit of bright red. Uh, but then it's it's Rey and Kylo. Their figures are relatively small. They are really facing off. There are no blades out, but they're staring at each other. The wind is billowing. His cloak is going, and so is her hood, so you feel that sort of weight mm. of the wind is bustling at them. The, the no weapons out, but there's clearly... They're clearly in conflict, yeah, or are they not? I mean, yeah. it is what's going on in the scene right of like staring each other down and like are are we gonna find a way to come together, or is this gonna be constant conflict between us that tension is absolutely there in this image, and then what makes it really different from the scene uh in the movie is uh I mean it's there in the movie, but again it's it's yeah so highlighted here there's the the line of electric blue at the edge of the ship and then the clouds are just this beautiful haunting blue you can see beyond the clouds to see the stars in the sky this is just like an an image of fate and destiny these Mm. two people who are intertwined one in black one in white the you know the red and the blue the 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 anger and the peace and the turmoil of the clouds or is it actually the clouds are parting and you're going to stare up peacefully at the night sky there's so much in this image that's just it's the precipice between peace and conflict it's
6: really beautiful it's uh it's stunning uh that belongs in a museum yeah no absolutely the clouds the detail and because they're smaller right the designs of them are smaller you just you can only pick up on the energy only pick up on the mood you can't read their faces and that it makes it almost more effective for me
5: yeah yeah that you can't quite read it it is it is the tiny figures which in within this huge expansive world
6: yeah and there's a lot of energy the, here that reminds me of some of the i don't know macquarie stuff early on where uh, not not even like the new hope Macquarie stuff, but like the the Empire and jedi new hope where or, or, or Jedi Macquarie art where you know we already knew what the characters looked like you yeah know? so he was he had to tell a different story in the concept art, and this has that as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's fun to see some of these images and think back to you know collecting the trading cards when I was young and you know, like what would this mm. be labeled? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like obviously Absolutely. a lot of the art actually has its own image, but like conversation of fate, you
6: know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, as we're talking, I dropped the book. See, we do have the books in front of us here, so we, yeah. Go. We
5: gotta, we gotta uh put nets under ourselves to record yeah. these if we're gonna keep going with this, but that yeah. is my pick for number one. Uh, Ray and Kylo staring each other down uh, across this vast empty hangar and the beautiful blue clouds billowing
6: behind them it's absolutely wonderful and a great way to end this discussion on our favorite pieces of art from the art of the rise of skywalker books we love these art books uh, so we might continue this journey we'll figure that out but we're so happy all of you uh, came along for this one there so joseph thank you for uh, pulling the book off the shelf and thumping it into your lap all <laughs> 20 pounds of it it seems and having this conversation
5: It's good exercise and tons of Star Wars fun. Great images, great insights in the text. Uh, I'm really loving uh, spending more time with these Art of Books.
6: Absolutely. Hey, we are the Force Center Podcast. If you'd like to spend more time with us, we're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked. Maybe share your own favorite pieces of art from this book. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube as well. We do have a Facebook page. You can go like us there, Four Center Podcast. Get an audio book on us by going to audibletrial.com slash Center. And you can get some merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Center. You might want to order some merch now if you want to wear it at Star Wars Celebration. We'll be there and then we'll see you in the crowd Even that much more easier And we can point Give you a thumbs up and we can have a good time celebrating Star Wars uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center and you can follow me at or go to my website and joseph where can they find all your stuff including tiktok videos
5: <laughs> yes you can find me on twitter instagram tiktok I'm trying to cover some more of my favorite Star Wars action figures and not open them but appreciate them you know the art the art on the action figure packages that matters to me too so find me on social media if you're interested in that you can find all my other stuff on my website josephscrimshaw.com
6: do it my friends do it alright wonderful discussion this week we hope you all enjoyed it that's it for now Star Wars has been ranked <laughs>